You're listening to Inside Acting. To find out more and make a donation, please visit InsideActingPodcast.com. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Inside Acting. My name is AJ Meyer. And I'm Trevor Alga. And on this podcast, we attempt to crack the code to the entertainment industry, to success in the entertainment industry, one conversation at a time. And to that end, we interview actors, directors, writers, filmmakers, casting directors, agents, managers, anybody involved with the entertainment industry, and we bring those interviews to you. And of course, we want to keep this as open a dialogue as possible, so we have myriad ways of doing that, which we usually reserve for the end of the podcast. (laughs) But uh, we've got uh, a voicemail today and a couple of emails we want to talk about, so... Um, we've got some good stuff in addition to part two of our awesome interview with our awesome guest, Mark Gant. Yeah. Yeah. And for people who listened to the first part and really dug, we've got a few comments that people were saying, yeah, you know, there was such a great interview, like in part two, this is where it really gets good. And it's kind of funny because at some point in the beginning of part two, Trevor says, well, we've got to wrap it up. I know. (laughs) We go on for another 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just too much good stuff. We probably could have talked to him for another Oh, yeah. 45 minutes at least. Well, that, that seems least. to be the case with most of our guests, actually. We just kind of tend to turn off the mics and then go, man, we could have talked for three more hours, yeah. you know? Yep, yep. It's always just the tip of the iceberg. But, um, you know, it's good. Maybe we'll have people back on, and it also uh, might uh, inspire our listeners to send in more questions when we know our guest in advance. Yeah. Um, when we, so We've got a few great guests in the pipeline, so... What we'll do is, um, once they're confirmed, we'll start uh, start plugging them on the podcast, and so people can research them and maybe you know find out some questions they might want to ask. Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe yeah. we can, maybe we can create some kind of like hashtag, like IAP question or something on Twitter. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Like hashtag IAP, IAP question. Q or something. Yeah, IAP Q. I like that. So, uh, we've got uh, some shout-outs we want to um, hit at the top of the show, top of the episode. What do we got? Yeah, well, we got a really great uh, donation from Kelly Keaton, um, one of our listeners. And, and again, we cannot thank you guys enough for sending in your support in a financial form. It really, it means the world to us. I mean, it, it literally, it helps us keep going. And we've said multiple times in this podcast that... Now, the only reason we are still going is literally because of the people who have sent in donations. And um, A great example, last week, we renewed InsideActingPodcast.com. That's right. That's right. And <laughs> um, that, which is not free. Yeah. Having people to send, even if you send in a couple bucks, thank you. It really makes it all uh, worthwhile from a very tangible standpoint. Yeah. I like the uh, buy us a coffee analogy from last episode. Yeah. You know what that I might great. do? I might actually set up some sort of like... PayPal subscription, so people who want to can um, donate like three bucks a month on a recurring basis. Cancel it at any time if they want. That would be, but that really would be cool. like a, is that any, possible? On oh yeah, on yeah, I'm pretty cool. sure it is. So I'm gonna look into that. And if that's something that you guys might want to do that would make it easy for you, it would certainly mean a lot to us. And you know, it just helps keep a, a steady, small but steady flow of uh, support coming our way. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, can't stress enough that we are not, you know, pocketing the stuff that's going right back into the podcast, but it's yeah. really just helping us out with, 
you know, um, production costs and, and keeping the stuff online. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so thank you, Kelly, for that. Um, I've got a shout out that I want to talk about. Um, <clears throat> I guess it, it came into both of us because it came into the Inside Acting uh, Gmail account. Um, but we got an email, another email, um, from our listener who's been very vocal as of late, Matt Wilder. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the reason I want to give him a shout out is not because he asked a question. It's not because, you know, he, he sent us a voicemail talking about some awesome audition he had, which was uh, in the last episode. But he booked uh, a role as a, I don't know if this is the audition he was talking about. I in wonder the last if it was. Because yeah. it sounds like it. Yeah. It does sound like it. But uh, it was a role for a, a host of like a Nickelodeon at sea show that's on Norwegian cruise lines. So he's going to be rehearsing for a few months and then he's going on a cruise for like uh, six months or, or, or so, um, which is just amazing. So yeah. have fun, Matt, and thank you so much for, for sending that in. And, and I hope you uh, get the internet on the cruise so you can keep <laughs> listening to Intelligent. <laughs> So we wanted to take a second to kind of mm, shamelessly, but really not so shamelessly, plug this project that uh, AJ and I have been working on. We've we've talked about it a little bit in the last episode, but it's something that's pretty important to us and that we've been working on, uh, you know, with our theater ensemble for, I've been working on it for the past five years. AJ, you've been working on it for longer, probably the past six years or so. So do you want to kind of just give a a brief synopsis of what this thing is? Yeah. Yeah. it's a it's a tri- it's now a trilogy of plays um, uh, called the War Cycle, um, and uh, the plays are you can see them independently of one another, but they're thematically tied together by um, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. But it's sort of like the human side of those. I don't want people to think it's uh, lugubrious or like you know every other war play they've seen because it's really not. I've never seen anything like these plays, and the stories are just so good. Um, and so uh, captivating um, that I, I, we had this experience last night at rehearsal. I think Trev, both of us were like, I want to watch this play. We're we're on stage and we're yeah. going. I want to watch this. Yeah. I want to experience what this would be like because the the stories are so interesting and the questions that they ask are really deep. Um, uh, you know, they're 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 definitely they. You know, I don't want to like I said, I don't want them to seem like uh, they're uh, depressing plays, but they're definitely thinking. Place. They are, and they have um, some funny elements. I mean, the 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 one we were working on last night is the first half of it is hilarious. Yes, yeah, actually, yeah, it really is. It's so ridiculous yeah. and over the top. Um, yeah. It's it's really fantastic. And you uh, know, from from a very selfish standpoint, I'm very excited about this because you and I haven't really had a chance to work together for four years or so. That's now. true. That's the true. last thing we did together was ran wild. Yeah. And that was like this over the top. We were like these cartoon <coughs> characters. In this yeah. play, we're actually real grounded characters. Yeah. And, uh, and we have this one scene. We have some intense scenes together. Yeah, man. we have this one scene. We're talking about the third part, which is called uh, Gospel According to First Squad, uh, where Trev and I um, have this. We have a couple scenes together, and this one that's uh, that basically ends the first act is like. Well, first of all, I told Trev the other day that he does some things in this scene I've never seen him do as an actor that are just really piss me off in character <laughs> and it's just so fantastic um uh and and you're right man i, I i've missed you know working with you directly you know yeah. it's been sort yeah. of indirect for a long time and 
you've done shows at the uh, Los Angeles Theater Ensemble that I wasn't in, and I've done shows that you weren't in, and um, you know it's good to be back on stage with you for sure. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention the other two shows, one of which Trevor is in, both of which I am in. So it's yeah. just it's been a lot of work, but. Um, uh, if you're in Los Angeles, uh, not only come see the shows, but keep your keep your eyes out because we're gonna we're gonna have some some pretty awesome press coming out pretty soon. Um, I don't want to talk about it right now until the uh, you know the articles uh, go live, but um, there's gonna be some pretty cool uh, coverage uh, coming out pretty soon. So so keep your eye out for that, and we'll we'll um, maybe we'll throw those links up on the. Inside yeah. Acting website as well. Yeah, well, I put uh, I put links to buy tickets on the Inside Acting website if you guys uh, want to come out. Uh, tickets start at five bucks, actually. Oh well, speaking so. of shout outs, since we're still at the top of the episode, speaking of shout outs, um, Ben Whitehair and Carolina Carolina, Carolina Gropa yeah. Gropa have both purchased tickets already, which is so, so awesome. So I awesome. Love the the Twitter community of actors that just yes. kind of like support each other. Yes, it's been really great. I mean, I, I would I would dig that even if it was just you know us meeting on Twitter, on Twitter, but the fact that we have this show and they're big supporters of the show too, like, uh, just gives me yeah. funny feelings inside. Good, funny feelings, <laughs> good, feelings. good, funny feelings. inside. So we have a voicemail. Um, do from uh, one of our longtime listeners, Randy Hopes. Um, he, it's interesting because this question made me realize that we haven't really talked about um, what he asks about. So I'll, I'll play it and we'll, 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 we'll discuss it. Great. Hey guys, this is Randy Lee Hose calling you from San Luis Obispo. I've uh, been in contact a few times. First, just wanted to say thank you guys very much for your um, very well informative podcast. It's just an absolute pleasure to listen to and I learned so much and I have a lot of catching up to do as well. Um, anyway, I've got a question concerning, um, it seems like most of the information, while is incredible, is on the audition process and mm-hmm. you know getting jobs. And, and I have to admit, I'm a little bit behind on listening, so maybe some of this stuff has been covered. So I apologize if it might be a redundant question. But um, I'd like to know. Um, I'd like to get some more inside information on what actors do when they get the job. So that being, you know, you've gone through all the audition processes and you book a job. Um, I would love to hear what you guys do, what other actors do, um, specifically on film roles. Um, when you book the job, um, process that you go through on, you know, how their own personal script analysis, character study, um, development throughout that whole process. Because um, I feel like that's a bigger area of information that I also need to learn from on and how other actors go about it and and take that information and kind of go with that. So, again, I appreciate the podcast, and, again, love it. Love it, guys. All right, take care. Thank you for calling in, Randy. We we totally appreciate you listening and calling in. And thank um, you for the kind words about yeah. the podcast, too. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. It's amazing. Um, so <clears throat> he's essentially asking about preparation. He's, talking, he's asking about, you know, uh, getting prepared for a role, and he said specifically film roles. Mm-hmm. When I first listened to this voicemail, I was reminded of something. Some I don't even remember where I heard this first, but somebody told me, uh, it's, and it's a joke or an exaggeration, but it, it, it's it's um, it still holds some some weight. When you are in law school, there's a there's a joke or whatever that says uh, the only question you're not allowed to ask is what if, <laughs> because when it comes to the law, 
if you ask a question that starts with what if you'll, that conversation will never be over. Hmm. You, you'll be yeah. in that class forever yeah. because you'll be, what if, well, what if, what if the criminal, you know, accidentally pulled the trigger and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, pleads yeah. insanity. It's like, you'll be there forever. Yeah. Um, discussing that one topic. So, um, <clears throat> the reason I bring that up is because this, this is a question that will literally never be answered uh, in its entirety because there's so many different approaches and it's also very personal. So what we're going to say is going to be different from what any other actor yeah. you know, would, would possibly say about this. So right yeah. at the top, uh, let me just say if, if, you would like i would love to hear what people do to prepare for yeah. books when they book so if people if people listening want to share yeah, what exactly they're, so yeah. so tweet at us send us an email drop us a voicemail on, on on the voicemail line and let us know how you prepare um you know as we um think about that as we, as we discuss this uh, this question so yeah what are your what are your initial thoughts Trevor? well exactly what you said because it's so subjective <coughs> and we really kind of get into technique land here. I mean, we just, just last night, one of the guys in the show with us asked us, are you guys both Stanislavski guys? Were you there yeah. when Drew asked us that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and yeah. yeah, we were like, oh, well, you know, we're kind of like a mish, we have a mishmash of techniques that we kind yeah. of, a toolbox that we pull out the, the different tools for the different scenarios. It's so that, funny that you use the word toolbox because it's, yeah. it's exactly what how they refer to it as at UCLA. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. I mean, the reason that I have such a mishmash of technique is because at UCLA, they do that on purpose. They they it, they teach you a mishmash of I've, techniques so I that hope so. you have this toolbox uh, available to you and you can pull from it. The one kind of constant thing that I've actually been thinking about a lot, especially working on these projects that we're working on now, is uh, something that I heard Haley Joel Osment say in an interview years and years ago um, when he was working on Forrest Gump. He was like the little kid. I think yeah. he was Forrest Gump's son yeah. at the very end of the movie. And yep. he's like three years old. Um, and he said that he noticed this when he was three years old on that set, and it stuck with him ever since. He said he noticed that Tom Hanks would carry his script with him everywhere, to the bathroom, into the car, onto the set, into his dressing room. Everywhere he went, he had a script under his arm. And that really stuck with me. And whenever I work on a show now, I, I've been lazy, you know, to, you know, I've had my lazy points for sure, but like... For the most part, I really try to just have that script with me wherever I go. And I find that the more time you spend with the script, the the more the kind of natural preparation, character work, kind of just seems to evolve. It's just kind of like this osmosis evolution thing that happens. So that's a very ambiguous answer. But I think that it, it's Daniel Day-Lewis has a great quote about about character research where he says, in the end, what what doesn't work will fall away like dead skin. And I really think that that's a good way to describe just this script thing is that a really bad answer no i can't tell all. there is there is a lot to be read said. your script that's, that's how i do it <laughs> there's a lot to be said for um uh going back to the text mm-hmm. um that's typically a it's typically a, a theater actor's answer i feel I, I think mm-hmm. you know um, somebody who uh, whose roots are in the theater because so much emphasis, regardless of the mishmash of technique I got at UCLA, something that was always consistent was go back to the text, go back to the text, go back to the text, and make sure that you are um, exploring what the playwright's intent 
mm-hmm. was or is. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Tom Hanks, you know, he talks about the different types of m- media. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he said film is a director's media. Yeah. Uh, television is a producer's medium. Mm-hmm. And the stage is the last place for the actor. Well, really, who's missing there is the playwright too. Yeah. You know, the stage is also the play. You know, is also the place for the playwright too. Absolutely. Which is not to say, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from any great screenwriters. There's some amazing screenwriters out there. Um, but uh, you know, uh, I really love that quote. He said that on um, Inside the Actor Studio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, I that that stuck with me a lot of what. Tom Hanks has done it stuck with me. I really respect him uh, yeah. as a as an actor, as a performer, as a person. Um, and uh, so, there's a lot to be said for coming back to to the text. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people find something that works for them, then go for it. Sure, you know, even if you subscribe to a single um, ideological, you know, approach, if that works for you, that's how you sort of find your way in to your character, to the work, to exploring all the possible choices, then fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's great. You just have to kind of find your way in. And this goes back to what we were saying before about this question being so personal. Yeah. So for me, um, it is a lot about the text. It's a lot about the text. And it's also, not only does it pen- depend on the person, but it also depends on the role. So before we started recording, I was telling Trevor, I just had an audition this morning for... Um, a role. Uh, it's a guy who is a the lead singer of a of a rock band. I wouldn't have to do a whole lot of preparation for that. I've done that. I've been the lead singer of a rock band before. I, you know, I, I I don't know what I would <laughs> right, you know, right. prepare other than getting off book mm-hmm. um, and exploring all the possible choices. Getting ready for something like Gospel According to First Squad. I, I, I don't think I'll ever feel ready. There's no... There's no uh, it, that The research for that will be never-ending. Yeah. Never-ending. I mean, we open on Saturday, and I, 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 I will never feel prepared, ever, um, because there's just so much to explore. Um, I guess for me, I always focus on, get, on telling the story first. And that's, that's the big thing for me. Um, and that may be, you know, a terrible thing for an actor to, to do, to be concerned about telling the story when that's supposed to be like the director's concern or what have you. But I'm all about, mm-hmm. you know, telling the story first. So that means getting yeah. off book as quickly as possible and then kind of seeing where you fit in, in the story, your character, I mean, mm-hmm. where you fit in, in, in the story and, and doing everything you can to serve the story. I think actually I don't I, I some people do say that that's the director's job and that actors should just stick to their part and you know David Mamet read the lines on the page and just right. that's it. But I really think that it is the actor's responsibility <coughs> to tell the story and to know their part in the story and to consider the arc not only of their character but of the entire story and their character's place in it. I, I stepped into a role once uh, because the guy who originated the role got a job on the East Coast and. Um, it was sort of this like art student, you know, long hair, kind of you know, torn jeans, uh, tortured soul type guy. I guess uh, they told me that uh, one time the actor who played this role before me spilled beer on the stage and started cleaning it up. And the director, uh, I think it was a rehearsal, but it may have been in front of an audience. The director afterwards was like, "No, 
What are you thinking? You, he would never, he would never clean it up, ever. And I remember she told me that, the reason she told me that was because one time I opened a beer on stage and it had been shaken. And so it kind of like got all over the place and I just like walked all over it and didn't, I didn't even bother. It was like leaking all over, you know, I was drinking it, right. it was going down my hand, it was making the stage sticky yeah. and I didn't, I didn't bother touching it. And well, so that's, that's the other, that's the <clears> flip <throat> side of that is it becomes a little bit of a hazard for the actors if you don't clean it up, you know, if it's not something that everybody's been introduced to. Then it's like potentially throwing a king. True, into true, this, true. The but I, it was the 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 other character on stage. She she would her right. Character and if that's the case, then great. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's the case. I'm just saying. I mean, I know it's like a weird example, but I just you know I I I use that example because um, you know we were talking about um, just being aware of you know your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, okay, this is really important actually for being on a film set because, um, for instance, like what Mark Gant was saying about being a prop guy for so long that he knows if I have to reset that glass, you best be picking it up with the same hand every, every single, single time, time. Yeah. or we're going to have to reshoot it. So there's a certain awareness, yeah. you know. So, And that's one of those things that really <clears throat> distinguishes a professional actor from somebody who's maybe newer to the game. Oh yeah. Well, and you That's have to one of those things that you inherently So so if you're new absorb. If yeah. you're new, which I'm assuming most of our listeners are cuz we sure as hell are. I think I'm going to feel that way for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Some of the best actors out there are still in their interviews they say, "I feel like people are just going to wake up and be like, they're gonna, any minute now someone's going to realize that I'm a hack." You know? <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I get yeah, that. I, get that. I feel that. Yeah." Um no, but if, if you're new, that that makes it that much more important than you come in prepared. Yeah. Because when you're on set, you can't be concerned with your lines, your character, your this, your that. That kind of has to be set. You can sure, you can, you know, attempt to make new choices on a film. Mm-hmm. Sure. But those new choices better not mean that you, you know, scratch your left arm with your right hand a different way every single time. Because if you did it in that first take, guess what? You've got to do it the same way every single time from, from yeah. for the rest of the day. Or they'll find a way to edit you out of the scene a little bit more. <laughs> that, I mean, <laughs> that happens. True. That happens. Yeah. I've, I've talked to editors who were like, yeah, man, but he, he, you know, he kept drinking with a different hand or he kept leaning this way when he should have been leaning this way. So I just, I just focused the scene on her. I'm like, oh, that sucks wow. for that guy. Yeah. You know? So that's I, really I, I interesting. Hope, I never thought I, of that before. I hope this answer didn't get away from us a little bit. Of um, course it got away from us. It, it had no <laughs> other, it, it, there's no other way it could have gone. I mean, it's such yeah. a it's such a wide I feel like we could talk about just this for an entire episode yeah. and have guests on and ask them that question and yeah. you know, how do you how do you prepare, you know? Yeah. Um, I think we did ask that of Neil, if I remember correctly. We asked him about his process. So, Randy, if you haven't listened to the Neil McDonough episodes, you know, go back and yeah. and listen to those. Neil's got so many. He's, he's got a lot of the mind game worked out, too, which which tends to be, for me, at, at least 80%. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's a huge percentage <laughs> of what what's yeah. going on with you as an actor. On, he, well, you know, on one set. thing that stuck out to me just from this first part of Mark Gant's uh, interview that we played in the last episode, he says that he did a bunch of scenes at the Playhouse, and he said his confidence really shot through the roof. Yeah. And this is such a simple thing, but it's like, you know, when they say that actors work out, you can tell that they've been working out because they, they come into the room and they're very in shape with their with their art, yeah. or with their work. 
it's it's so true, man. For me, <clears throat> that when I'm in shape, it's how confident I am. It has nothing to do with my ability. My ability is there no mm, matter what. Mm. It's my belief in tapping that ability. That's really interesting. And it, it's so it's for me, it's all about just keeping the confidence level up so I, my arm is long enough to reach deep enough inside me to pull out the good stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and another thing that Mark said that, that can answer the, kind of answer this question is he, he said he, about the teacher that asked him, what is it that Mark does better than anyone else? <sighs> Such a gem. What, that's what we're talking. You know, Randy's asking about, what do you do? Character work, da da da, da. It's like, well, what do you do? At, what, is, what does Randy do? What does, Al, what does AJ do? What does Trevor do that's better than that no one else can be? The best Randy that Randy can be, the best AJ that AJ can be, the best Trevor that Trevor can be. What is it that you do? That no one else can do because get that down, get your confidence built up with that, and then, like Mark said, you can play with a guy with the eye patch or the right, one leg, right, or in right, my case, yeah. one leg. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, then you can sort of reach into those more charactery things. You can start adding on these external things like accents and languages, and you know, a limp. Yeah, Mark said <laughs> the guy with the limp. You know. Yeah. Um, Oh, oh, that's really interesting. I'm kind of baking my own noodle right now. Uh, <laughs> I see the steam. And then I've talked rising. myself into a <laughs> right. into a weird place. I knew that we were going to go here when we got this question. Because it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like, well, the networking aspect of it or the art or the confidence aspect, the inner yeah. game. You know, like, what is it? And if we were recording this on Ustream right now, people would be blowing up <laughs> the little chat thing off to the side. Yeah, and I'd um, also wonder why the audio version is a half hour shorter than the Ustream yeah. version. <laughs> They're like, we, they cut a lot. That's because Trevor went in there and cut out a buttload <clears throat> of stuff. Yeah. Well, um, we are just about at the point where we should roll into part two of this interview. We had a, a great email question from uh, uh, a listener um, in Brazil that we wanted to get to, but um, it's going to be one of those like you know kind of discussion answers as well. So we're going to save that for the next episode. But uh, in the meantime, enjoy part two of our interview with actor, writer, director, producer Mark Gant. And we'll see you guys on the other side. Um, So we were just getting to... Uh, post March twelfth, yes, two thousand seven, and and talk to us a little bit about how you you got the whole thing started. I'm really curious because you also um, were exec producer, yeah, on the Banway. Um, I guess both as a, the web series and the Sony Pictures. Yeah, we deal. Yeah, <clears throat> what well, we started with um, this that script, that idea, and that character, and then uh, when I convinced him, basically, you know, Jesse, like you should, do, we should do a web series, you know, and uh, he kind of got like, I think, I think I get this. What is this? I mean, what we, and I said, I don't know. I, I think they're like two minutes to like five minutes, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, we were doing research to see what pe- how long they were. I mean, you know, it was not YouTube video. It wasn't you know just like the dog and the stick kind of thing. It was something a story. So. Um, we just kind of started with like you would do a feature film, but not knowing we were doing that as a feature film. Like Jesse had written features, I'd written features, I'd done some shorts. So it was kind of like we were kind of like looking at sh- books on shorts, like how maybe we're doing that kind of stuff. And then, um, but basically just coming out of just finding the character and the world that we wanted to create, we were kind of going broader first, kind of going, like, what is the world? What is this kind of thing? And then 
um, from that, we spent like literally, I'd go to his house every day, Monday through Friday, for about six hours. And like, you know, I'm doing like running to do headshots like afterwards, or I'm like doing a graphic design job like until like two o'clock in the morning, being in his house at nine. And, and we'd just sit there and we'd go to, you know, Coffee Bean and then to Jamba Juice and then back to his place. And we'd be just talking and writing and coming up with ideas and stuff. And then, it was probably into three months. We were like, okay, we, you know, I think we know who these characters. We had the characters, we had the world, and we're like, kind of started putting, you know, kind of putting the beats out. Like, okay, I guess they're five minutes long, right? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, like how how long does it have to be, and what would the first episode be? And 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 kind of out of that, we were looking at like who says how long a web series has to be. You know, how many episodes it's going to be. So um, we're like, well if we like made it long enough for like a feature, then we could sell it as a DVD at the end of the day. If, you know, if we got money from investors and stuff, and then we could just sell us it. And then we have a feature. We could go then take it to Sundance as a feature. And when, you know, we'll, let's do it that way. So Jesse was like, excellent. Cause I'm all about structure. I can figure out a feature. <laughs> I have no idea how to do a web series this way, but like a feature, there's three act structure. I can do that. And then once we kind of like knew what the, what the what the bag was, what was going to fit into, then it was easier to kind of go, okay, cool. So we'll go 20 episodes, um, five minutes each, 100-minute feature film. Great. Here's the first act. Got six episodes. And we started kind of writing them out and figuring it out from there. That's so nice. so we had the first six episodes. So we for the six months, we worked, got the first six episodes, an outline of the whole feature, the whole 20 episodes. And we're like, okay, cool. Let's... I guess we, how, I mean, we keep going, but we need to like shoot this. Like it's been six fucking months. Like we need to like, you know, my girlfriend's like every day, like I'm taking care of the dogs while you're like writing with Jesse. He's like, what's going on? What's going on with this thing? Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we're just, we got it. Now we just going to figure out what we're going to do with it. So we start taking meetings. We met with UTA. We met some investors. We met some people that are in the new media community and everybody's like, you, it's like, they're only paying $5,000 an episode. And that's like top. That's like for like big shows and stuff. So yeah. it sounds like you guys are way above that. You know what you guys are trying to do. I mean, that's only that's a hundred thousand, and this is like a huge show. You have like you know assassins, and you've got car chases and exploding like, buildings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, does, um, how does one? How does one get those? How do those meetings occur? Like how? Like what? What? What connections did you have? How? Do, how do you like convince somebody to take a meeting? Because I'm sure there's a lot of. Uh, pe- people, I don't know, listening to this podcast who are like wanting to do produce their own work right. or you know put together a short film or a feature film or a web series, and they're going, wait, 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 like, how did you get right. said meeting? Because right. I want to get those meetings so that I can pitch my ideas. Right. You know, there, you know, the uh, the theory of the you know circle of a hundred. You know, like you're you have like a, a circle of a hundred people that you know, like that. Um, you may only have what you think is like a group of like maybe 10 friends that you would think, but of that 10 friends, they each know two people and then they each know two people. And from there, there's a circle of a hundred people. So, um, that was kind of how it was. It's like, I was like, I was, I constantly looked at like, you know, I was always on IMDb looking at people I knew and then going, okay, so what shows did they work on? Okay. That PA I worked with, he's now working on the new, you know, James Bond film. Was there anybody there that I could possibly talk to? And then I'd send him an email. And so it was always for me, it's like always about networking, you know, and, um, uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell has this great book. I just read the tipping point. I don't know yeah. if you guys have read yeah. it. So, you know, it talks about the connectors. So it's yeah. like, you got to find those connectors in your life and like find, you know, like they know everybody, you know what I mean? And I feel in a sense, I'm a bit of a connector and I've kind of have these people in my life, you know? And so it's always like, okay. So, you know, the guy that was at, 
who became our agent, Jesse Albert at ICM. He's no longer there, but when he was there, he was a friend of a friend. And like I, you know, I knew he used to work at UTA. So I was like, you know, hey, I'd like to, you know, let you know I'm doing this thing. And he was just like, uh-huh. He didn't care. I mean, he was being cool, but he was just like, all right, cool. Just kind of, you know, listening to me kind of pitch this to him. And then I got his email and then I'd like shoot him an email and say, you know, maybe we can set up a meeting. He's like, well, you know, I'm not at UTA anymore, so I'm not really doing this. I'm like, all right, cool. But maybe you've been there, so maybe you could, you know, and he's like, sure, let's, let's meet. So we met and he basically was just, you know, he read the scripts and it's like, it's really good, but really expensive and you're not... Clooney and you're not Soderbergh, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's going to give you guys the money to do it. Um, but uh, you know, so so, and then you know, the guy at UTA was through you know Autumn's friends, girlfriend's boyfriend was the guy. You know what I mean? So we just kind of like you just kind of know. I mean, if you look, you'll find somebody that's you know yeah. was an assistant at April Webster's office, and like, okay, so cool. So can you? Okay, that's her friend. Maybe I can like just email her and say, "Hey, you know, what's the best way?" And she'll say, "Oh, just April's great. Just walk in the door and just say, hey, April, I'm Mark Ann. I wanted to hand you my headshot.'" And April's like, "Ah, I love you. Come here. What are you doing?" You know what I mean? <laughs> right. um, so there's always going to be somebody that's going to tell you those kind of things. So that's that's. I think that you have to do the work. I mean, people don't want to do the work. I mean, really, most people are like, you know, if it's outside of the, oh, I can just grab it right here. And, and including myself, like I, you know, I definitely have been, you know, a little lazy and a little, you know, like, well, I just want it to be easy. You know, I want to figure out how to do this, but you know, you really have to kind of open yourself up and go, okay, so she may know somebody, may able to send her an email. It's like, do you know anybody? No. Next person. Do you know anybody? No. Kind of thing. Right. I, I think, uh, you know, for, for, for the people, I don't, I mean, I think all actors suffer from the, 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 the laziness, but I think that if you've got that sort of figured out or your work ethic is, is a little bit more, uh, you know, aggressive, I think the next step is kind of getting over the trepidation of, like, these people don't necessarily want to hear from me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I, what I get from, because I'm willing to do the work. Yeah. I'm willing to reach out and make connections and email people and make phone calls and stuff. But at the same time, I go, uh, do they want to, like, is an email from me going to be detrimental? Is it going to hurt? Is it going to, like... I have the sort of the um, where I have this nervousness of like maybe they don't necessarily want to connect totally. with me. Yeah. You know that's that's where my roadblock comes in. Yeah, and that the, I have that too. And for me, I'm always um, uh, like when I first when I was doing props, and then I got into you know I basically said I'm going to be an actor. When I was on Volcano, I basically told all the like within a month, everybody, every crew member. <laughs> Every crew member knew that I was going to, like, take six months off and I was going to be an actor and a writer and a producer and director. Like, I just, you know, within the conversation, you know, so, like, within, like, the first week, I was telling this producer that this is what I'm going to do. So, throughout that project, he kept go- coming to me. He's like, so, what do you think? Second meal? Should it be a walking meal? Should we take a break? What should we do here? You know, it's just constantly, you know, wow. and then I'd make it, I'd say, uh, let's do a walking meal. He's like, yeah, see, producing's easy. And it's like, you know, <laughs> that's um, awesome. That's but, great. Um, and he was the one who gave me my SAG card, you know, at the end of the movie. He's like, they put me in as like a rookie cop at the end of the movie, you know, and it's just like, it was great. So, um, but afterwards, everybody still saw me as a prop guy, even though yeah, they said, we'll totally help mold. you, you know, yeah, yeah. but it was like, I was a prop guy. So, uh, what I realized, uh, later rather than early on, it's like, you know, I'd like call them or I'd see they're doing a movie and I'd, you know email them or you know send them a note or something that they'd say yeah 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 send the stuff to casting or send me your headshot or do something like that and i realized that 
that I needed to take more steps to figure out, you know, what I really wanted, which was making people, making it easier for people to do an action. So it's like, okay, get the script, read the script, pick out a small role that I can be in, you know, like, you know, the, the John, the businessman that she sees in the, in the bar. So it's like, then I'd be able to like write a note and say, listen, just read the script. I'd love to come in for the role of John, the bar, the guy at the bar, you know, let me know. Here's my headshot, like a little clip, a little thing, you know. And um, by the way, I did this play and it like got great reviews and da da da. I'm doing this showcase, whatever. And I right. send it off. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, the more specific I was with what I wanted and what I needed from them, they were able to go, oh, I can take that action. I can call that casting director and go, can you bring Mark Gann in for the guy at the bar? Rather wow. than, hey, Smart. bring Mark so Gann in for. I don't know because I'm so Something. busy to be right. and like, and that was the thing is like we we have that fear of like, well, do they want to hear from me? I mean, they are busy. Most of the people that can help us are busy. You know what I mean? They got a million things going on. But like when people email me, even now that you know about web series or you know questions or something, the more specific the questions are, it's much easier to like answer it and be able to say, oh yeah, totally. Here, call this person. Here's their email. You know, right. or like. Can you? I'm doing this thing. I'm not really sure. It's like, oh, fuck. That's like, you know, it's, I don't know. How many hours do you guys got? Yeah. Like, because I got to, like, break it down. You know? It's almost like you're solving their problem for them. Exactly. And, and most, and a lot of the stuff that I've been seeing with the studios, they kind of want for us as we're pitching stuff, they, they want us to figure it out. They want us to come in and go, so wait, like, how are you guys going to sell this? It's like, even though they're the ones supposed to be selling it, they're like, so how are we going to do this? It's like, right. yeah, here it is. Right. Give me this, doing this, and then you're going to, like, this is how you're going to sell. And they're like, you know what oh. that reminds me of, though, is hanging grapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. They may not oh, have yeah. it. You know what I mean? Well, like, I thought we do this, oh, right? Yeah, we do, right? <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Should we use it? Oh, a screw gun? Yeah, oh, exactly. Okay, exactly. That's great. That's good. Yes, that, that reminds me a lot of. Uh, of are you familiar with David Allen, the yeah. getting things done yeah. guy? He always talks about like getting your life back to cranking widgets. Yeah, like what is the next action? Yeah. So it, like, it sounds like that's exactly what you. Yeah, I love doing. David Allen and stuff. I had yeah. like you know I just now I'm doing things, but I used to I used to love all his, their. Uh, their applications for the Mac that they can use in the uh, what is it that they have for him? Um, Do they have like a, a Mac app? Yeah, um, it's uh, Omni Omni. Oh, Om- oh, uh, Omni Group or Omni Pop or no, something like Omni Omni something. something. And they basically Omni- do like a thing. It's like a you know to do yeah, list yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And um, well, that's <laughs> cool because what, one thing that we we really talk about on this podcast a lot, and then we're so well, actually, two things is um, one kind of what we call failing forward mm-hmm. um, and two, making your own work. Right. And so many times those go hand in hand yeah. because nobody really knows. I mean, Spielberg knows what he's doing, but most of us don't really, really know. We just kind of like, well, I want to do this. Okay, let's go. Yeah. And um, so what you've said about just the circle of 100 and reaching out to people yeah. and just learning everybody's names and being cool. And, and uh, I want to get a little bit new age here because you talked about almost having like a mentor right. who was like, okay, what do you want? How much is it going to cost? What's the end date? Right. You know, what's the due date? And then you also said you had a board. You you mentioned real mm-hmm. quickly that you had like a vision board or something. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about how instrumental that stuff is? Uh, for yeah. You? I, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, always putting something down on paper, you know, makes it more real. And uh, even if it's, you know, um, something as simple as a to-do list, I think it definitely helps me to remember and it's in my consciousness rather than just being up here. Um, yeah. So for me, I'm always, uh, I have this, uh, Richard Lawson, one of the other teachers at the Playhouse, had uh, suggested this uh this whiteboard that you can get at Home Depot. It's like a four by eight sheet of like that you can use the, uh, to dry erase sure. stuff on. So yeah. like I have, my girlfriend has one on her, in her office. I have one of mine and 
you know, I can just like throw up thoughts. I can throw up, you know, like milestones and say, okay, by, you know, March 16th, I want to have this done. And then April 16th, I want to have this done. And then like inspirational quotes or anything that, you know, that like gets me excited or like, you know, when I'm down, I can look up and go, okay, cool. This is my career concept. You know, I want to be this like, you know, successful, you know, actor, writer, director, who's, you know, producing insanely cool films, making a shitload of money and having a blast doing it. You know, like every time I can look up that and go, okay, cool. That's what I want to do. That's what, that's the kind of career I want. And, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, a guy that's like spiritual and like always looking for, you know, trying to improve myself and be better and, um, you know, like writing stuff down all the time, even if it's like, you know, a situation where I have to like the, the write the pros and cons of a certain situation, you know, that, that always helps me out and clear my head. So cool. Cool. And that probably helps too, like a big board like that. Cause it's always yeah. right in front of you. You exactly. don't have to dig it up from under a pile. of Exactly. Stuff. It's right exactly. there. That's great. So we're kind of, we're kind of getting to the end here, but, um, we have a couple questions that we like to ask every guest at the end of each episode. Oh, no. And uh, one of them is, do you feel like, and this is a little meta, so bear with us here. Do you feel like this career chose you or did you choose this career? That's a good question. Um, I think that um, as, as I'm starting to see really what my role is in this whole piece of like Bannon, with Bannon, um, I knew that acting is what I always wanted to do. And like, you know, I spent, you know, three years for a 19 day shoot, you know, right. three years I was, right. I was producing and writing and, yeah. you know, 19 days I got to shoot. So, you know, I realized that the producing is something that I'm really good at. And it's something that like, you know, kind of naturally fit for me after doing all this work as a prop guy. So like I, I would say in a sense, it kind of chose me of like, as a producer, you know, this is what my thing is. And then also, um, as the actor, you know, I think that, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it was something that I, it's something I just knew I was going to be doing, but as you know, it, when I got here, it just, it wasn't the easy thing. It wasn't like I was, you know, Lindsay Lohan or, you know, Channing Tatum that like, right. just, like somehow it just happens for on your first four auditions. Like it just, yeah. after the first four auditions, it was like, wow, I suck. <laughs> you know, how am I going to like, I don't know why yeah. I didn't give up. I mean, I'm 41 years old. I should have given up a long time ago, you know, but you know, I'm glad I didn't. Cool. So. And that actually leads me to another question. You said you're a late bloomer. So when did all this start to kind of pick up steam for you? Um, really, uh, like I said, 96 is when I decided I was going to like, acting start acting so you know i was already you know late 20s at that point and then you know it wasn't really until 2003 when i started directing and started like doing my own stuff um but i would say like within the last five years is like oh i can do this i can create my own stuff i can you know i can really you know uh do my own kind of artwork you know and, and yeah. not just like you know just do what I'm, what I think people want me to do, you know, whatever that is. Right. So, and all, and all these, I'm sorry, another, these questions keep coming up. Um, cause we have a, a listener question also that, um, somebody would like to ask you via Twitter. Um, but, um, all these various other kind of short films that you've done, they were before the Bannon way. Yeah. And is that just something that those things just kind of came along on the path to this kind of ultimate? Yeah. I mean, I always want, like I said, I kind of always want to be this, you know, writer, director, producer, actor, you know, so I want to do all these different things. And, and I'm also a photographer. So I was like, you know, shooting stuff seemed natural and editing seemed like the only way to get it done because I didn't know any editors. So I was like, I guess right. I'll like <laughs> learn Final Cut and figure it out. 
Um, and then, uh, so yeah, so it was just something that we, there's at a time, um, in 2003 when we kind of started, it was uh, my friend Bailey Williams, who's a producer on, on the band away and been my friend ever since. And, uh, Alan Barton, who runs the Beverly Hills Playhouse now and uh, a couple other, um, uh, Mary Thompson and Marianne Elliott were uh, writer, director, actors as well. And we all just kind of like formed this group, this G5 group that we're going to like force each other to like make short films because we were all like just talking shit. We were like, yeah, I want to do something and I can't really have time. And, you know, yeah. Bailey's like, oh, I have a camera and lights and sound equipment. And Mary, you have a house and like we have all these actors. We should just shoot something. We're like, <laughs> okay. The truth comes you know, out. And then, yeah. you know, and so we basically forced ourselves to, you know, it's like, okay, in three weeks, Mary, you're, you're the first short. And then the next one was mine. And then the next one was Alan's. And the next one was Bailey's. And the next one was Mariana's. So, like, we forced ourselves to start making films. And then after that, we just kept, you know, making more films and, you know, helping other people shoot their reels and, you know, scenes for class. You know, like a scene would be a great scene for class, and then we kind of like rewrite it and like shoot it so that people could use it for their reel. And right. they, they never looked as like now. I mean, I look back and they like nothing looked as good as I ever wanted. Which is why when I got to to start the band away, it was like I have to look like a star. Like it has to look fantastic because the stuff I've done. I don't look great. Like, I want to make sure I look like, you know, that the TV executives would go, this guy could be on TV, you know, or, right. you know, he could be on a movie, you know. So that's right. kind of how that process went. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, you want the yeah. Twitter question? So uh, our listener, Daniel Pierce, uh, asked, so I need you to put your on your, I know you're a multi-hyphenate, <laughs> but you got to put on your director hat for okay. this one. Okay. Um, he says, as a director, what has been the most challenging aspect of manifesting your vision? Is it cinematography, pre-production, editing, the director-actor relationship, or something else? I think communicating my my vision to the crew, to the actors, that, that sometimes is a struggle for me because I it's a lot of times it's in my head and I see it, you know? So I think that's sometimes been my biggest challenge to be able to communicate to the cinematographer like this is the light I want not go over and do it but like to be able to say so you know more ambient light coming in here I want this to feel warm I want this to feel kind of like you know that scene in 21 grams when he's in the hotel room you know like that kind of scene you know and then be able to talk to the actor and say instead of just going yeah a little more you know but to be able to say so this guy is suffering you know he's you know he's been going through a lot he feels guilty he really wants to make sure that he's got some change in his life but he feels desperate there's there's nothing so how to go you know let's 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 find that you know so for me that's been my biggest challenge is kind of communicating what's in my head out to other people so that they can do it and do it better than what's in my head. Because a lot of times I kind of end up trying to do it myself or, you know, um, you know, it just, sometimes it doesn't quite connect because I'm, you know, I don't trust myself enough to say it's this way. You know, I kind of like, right. hopefully they don't think I'm stupid by saying the stupid, you know, right. put the light over there, or like just jump up and down right now. Like just go over there and, you know, let's film this or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's like my Bailey's always joking. It's like I, I am. I was just I shot a commercial on Monday, and uh, you know I'm sitting there, and, and there's a TV, and there's like I'm with uh, like a dad with a family and stuff, and I'm looking watching this this uh, uh, light kind of like they're they're moving the carpet out of the shot a little bit, you know. But I could see the light kind of going, and I was and it wasn't going to totally fall over, but it could have like scraped up against the wall. So you know I jumped up, grabbed it, 
you know, and then of course, then they pulled the rug and it would have, it would have fallen at that point, but I was already there. And, uh, you know, the whole crew's like, what, 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 what happened? What is he doing? <laughs> then he's the actor. Go sit back down. You know, right, right. but it's like, if I didn't, you know what I mean? I can't just sit there and like, yeah. I'm watching yeah. and I'm aware and how to do it and how to hold it's it. It's a different and, union, Mark. Yeah, exactly. Union. exactly. <laughs> so, so that actually, that's a good segue into our last question, um, which is, if you could take all your experience and the things you've learned along the way and kind of distill it down into one one nugget to, of, of knowledge to, to share with an actor, um, whether that person's just getting started or they've been around for a while, like what would you what would you tell that person? You know, one of the things that I'm, that I'm as an actor, not as the business of acting, but just as like an actor, you know, the craft of acting, and you know, what I'm trying to do more of is. Uh, to make mistakes and not have to do it right. And I think for me, I'm, that kind of translates into then the career of it. Like you can't really make a mistake. And so I feel like, the, you know, had I, I would never have guessed that, you know, three years ago I would have be, be here with Van Away, which is a web series as a feature film that I'm about to pitch to, you know, networks as a TV series, you know, and like, you know, doing, having meetings all around town and all this stuff. I wanted that, but I didn't know how to get it. You know, I didn't know how what the how the journey was going to go. But we just we just kept putting ourselves out there, and we kept getting no, and we kept getting no, and we kept doing it. So, I think that you know, for me, I'm always trying to push myself out of my comfort zone. You know, whether it's on stage or when I'm acting, to just not not just be safe, or when I'm taking a meeting or making that e- sending that email out, just to you know trust that like I know that I'm enough. I'm just going to like. It can't be bad. Like, even if it sucks, it's like, okay, I'm not going to die from a humiliation just because I made a stupid comment or, you know, I went, ah! I right, know, right, and they're right. like, what? That character wouldn't do that. But, you know, sometimes those are the things that are like the most genius in an acting moment or genius in, you know, an instinct of like, fuck, I'm going to call him right now. It's like, why, why am I going to call him right now? It's 10 o'clock at night. I call. And it's like, he's up. He's going, Hey, I was just thinking of you. You were on that, you know, the commercial, the thing. And, you know, I'm doing this movie. You want to be in it? And I was like, what? I just calling you because I was just thinking about you. He's like, I know, but I want to cast you in this movie. Do you want to do it? You know, it's like those are the things. So I think for the um, – I guess my, my, my nugget is, you know, just to, you know, not, um, not be safe and like either in the acting or as, you know, the craft or in the career, you know. Push yourself. Take chances. Yeah. Make mistakes. Yeah. That's brilliant. I think you're actually one of the, our first, if not the first – I can't think of another guest who's who's said just – Fuck up. I don't think right. there's any, ever been anybody else. Right. Um, <clears throat> well, um, we didn't get a, ch- a chance to talk much about the um, the whole Sony Pictures thing, picking up the Bannon Way, but um, as we're wrapping it up, uh, where can people find out more about the Bannon Way and more about Mark Gant? Uh, you can go to thebannonway.com, which will link you to Sony's crackle.com, which is where the, the site is and where the, there's a couple episodes in the trailer um, they pulled it down, but you can you know rent it and buy it on iTunes, Amazon, Redbox, Blockbuster. You can go to Walmart, Target, um, Blockbuster. How, how and, good does and, it feel to yeah, have your it, it, creation it, it, out there? It's crazy. Like I, I was at, at Comic Con on Saturday, on Saturday signing DVDs and posters. There was over 250 people in line, wow. Wow. and for an hour straight, I just signed like autographs. And like above me on seven monitors, the band and Wave was playing. And it was like, was there a party that was just like, I don't believe this is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, isn't true. Completely, completely. Yeah, yeah. I kept thinking that waiting for someone to go. Wait, he's not supposed to be. 
who is this guy? You know? <laughs> right, right. Um, or you can go to markgant.com that has like a lot of my artwork and a lot of my stuff. And, um, and then also, you know, I'm on uh, Facebook and Twitter, Mark underscore Gant, and Facebook is just, you know, Mark Gant. Cool. Yeah, we'll make sure we put all those links cool. on our on our website for right. listeners. Well, Mark, this has been uh, so inspiring. Thank cool. you so much for, for Absolutely. coming out here and sitting down with us. Thank you. Welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed part two of that uh, mind-boggling interview with uh, Mark Gant. And, um, you know, if nothing else, we really hope that you're inspired to go out and, and just make your own door. Because <sighs> we sure as hell will were, sure as hell were when we were done yeah. done talking to him. So, And speaking of making your own door, we're going to have some, we're going to have a lot more discussion about that uh, on upcoming episodes of the podcast. We have a few guests that are more or less confirmed that are really going to talk about that. Um, one of whom Mark actually alluded to, um, who got in touch with us afterwards and who was, who's thrilled to be on the podcast um, in the future. So a lot to talk about there. And what I really love about this, this episode too, is that um, not only did it inspire the hell out of me, but it really got me thinking about this whole new media thing. And um, if you guys would like, we're really going to start kind of probing into the new media community because there's a lot of actors on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and whatnot that are actually putting together their own pilots that they're shopping around to networks. That's like the yep. new That's like the new model. It's like yep. no longer do you do the mass mailing headshot thing it's all about like you make your content and you sell it to the networks yeah that's i like, know people who do this so yeah it's uh it's 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 becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger yeah and this yeah. interview with mark really exposed me to that idea it's like oh wow like this is the new paradigm yeah you know and it, it, it inspired me and i'm just really so um i really want to go in that direction with our guests and find people who are really good at that and bring them on and see what they have to say I mean, in addition to next week's guest, who, who's um, a friend of a friend of mine who I met at a, at a party, and his name is James Leo Ryan, and this guy has worked on pretty much every TV show <laughs> you have ever seen. If you look at his IMDb page, he's got like, I don't know, several, several, several dozen credits for just every major network primetime TV show out there. You don't necessarily have to go out and start creating your own work. Jimmy's going to talk about... You know, working in television and booking those jobs with the casting directors and uh, getting the residual checks and all that fun stuff. So, as usual on this podcast, we talk about how there's a lot of ways in, and um, there's one more. There's one more. <laughs> We're going to talk, uh, you know, about all of it. So, uh, I think that does it for episode 29. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I'm We're so, still thinking about Randy's. Question. I know. I'm. 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 I'm Randy. You bastard. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm like, my noodle is baked. It's baked, dude. And it was just from a question. It wasn't even from a knowledge bomb. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Well, let it go. Let it go. Episode 29. Wow, man. We almost got 30 episodes in the can. That's I pretty know. amazing stuff. Um, well, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Look forward to uh, uh, James Leo Ryan and the other guests we have coming up. 
Um, send in your donations. You can visit our website and leave a comment at InsideActingPodcast.com. You can send us an email at InsideActingPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at InsideActing, well, Twitter.com slash InsideActing, or our individual accounts. I'm at Twitter.com slash DigitalActor. I'm Twitter.com slash Trevor Algott. Do a search for Inside Acting or Inside Acting Podcast at Facebook and go over and quote-unquote like <laughs> us. Um, or drop us a voicemail uh-huh. at uh, one two one three. Two actors. That's one two one three two 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 eight six seven seven. You can leave us a comment on the website. The you already said you already said that. Didn't you? I did. Uh, okay. iTunes. I to, oh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. <clears throat> yeah, the more the more five star reviews we get on iTunes, the closer it gets us to being featured on iTunes, which is kind of this unspoken goal of the podcast. I think I really want the to podcast, be featured. Well, the unspoken goal of the podcast world. Anybody who has a yeah. podcast love to be yeah. featured on <laughs> iTunes because that just like it means a, it's like a, it's like a tipping point type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would love to be featured. So if you guys uh, get some value out of it, you know, um, not only can you leave us a great review on iTunes, but you can also donate. You can kick us a few bucks through PayPal via our website. It's a hundred percent. Um, tax deductible if you're an actor you can write it off as an education expense and it makes a huge difference for us and helps us keep this thing going alright well for episode 29 of Inside Acting my name is AJ Meyer I'm Trevor Elgott we'll see you next week and in the meantime <laughs> what's it gonna be oh what's it God. gonna be <laughs> um, and in the meantime come see our show <laughs> come see our show there you go uh, so for episode 29 I'm AJ Meyer oh, no, wait wait here we go okay so so for episode twenty, <laughs> so for episode twenty nine of Inside Acting, I'm AJ Meyer. I'm Trevor Elgott. Uh, we'll see you next week, and in the meantime, come check out our show www.latensemble.com. Shameless plug.